Pastor Carlos is with us today. Um, he's he's going to have an incredible word as we continue in this series. Um, we put it on the screen. It's called Serve. We're talking about becoming the hands and feet of Jesus. And we're doing this series as we head into our serve day that's coming up this Saturday. And we gain a greater revelation. So if you would, could you give God praise for Pastor Carlos as he delivers the word to him? Story Church. Man, can we just let out an amen real quick? You know, um, I've had the privilege to journey with Pastor Sam and Tony and many of you over the past year and some change in seeing Story Church right up to this point today. Matter of fact, I remember more, more than two years ago, Pastor Sam and Tony sat down with me and they said, we're thinking about starting a church. And I remember sitting around the table with, with all the people that were coming together to help start the church. And we, at one point, we were laughing about the name Story Church. So I would think we're going to call it Story Church. Ah, we went on a journey and it's, and it's amazing to stand here today to see a vision that was put in the heart many years ago of Pastor Sam and Pastor Tony about creating a church, an environment that is full of freedom where people from all walks of life could come together and worship without feeling like someone was going to make them go back to their seat or being able to come in with all of our flaws and all of our differences and all of our backgrounds to walk into a place where they can just freely lift their hands and receive the word and come together. Story Church, I think it's amazing. And I think it's beautiful that we worship like this. I moved to Texas about three months ago, Houston, Texas, Hook'em Longhorns. I guess I'm a Texans fan now or whatever. I don't know. All right. But I can't be a Braves fan because we whooped their behind in the World Series. Houston is where I reside now and I haven't found a church home yet. It's been three months. We've visited churches and either I like the church and my wife and kids sleep during the service or... They like the church and I sleep during the service. And it just became a deep yearning to come back home and to just lift my hands and to worship. And so I just want to say thank you for having me today and just being a church full of freedom. Amen. Um, two years ago, I stopped believing in the church. I stopped wanting to be a part of the church. And... Um, Pastor Sam, just give me the wave when it's time to give up, all right, when, the, when we're talking, I know we got to get out of here, and I want to respect that. And um, like I said, Pastor Sam and Tony, they reached out to me, and they said, hey, we want you to come along with this journey, and they kept talking to me and talking to me about help us start this church, help us start this church, and I was like, you kick rocks, you kick rocks, but I kept showing up, and, and something wasn't changing in me. I had been disappointed by the church, and something wasn't changing in me, and and Pastor Sam and Tony and the team, they just kept kind of inviting me and pulling me in. And, and I just remember telling God, I'm going to decide at this time if I'm coming back. And Pastor Sam and Tony invited me on a trip with them. And we went and visited a church out in Arizona and we spent time. And it was through that weekend that my life was changed again. It was through that weekend that God revived me and brought me back and said, you have an assignment. You have a place 
in this ministry. Don't forget that you were homeless and on drugs and a high school dropout full of depression and sadness. Don't forget that you walked into a church just like Story Church and they opened up the doors and they greeted you with love and they brought you in the sanctuary and the worship team sang and everybody danced and there was a freedom in there and the preacher preached. Don't forget what I did for you and how I saved your life in the church. It's time for you to continue your assignment and that is why I am here today to talk about not what it means to serve because next weekend you're getting ready to embark on a beautiful journey. How do I know? Because like Pastor Sam, I've had the opportunity to give out the 400 book bags to the same community where you're going, the concrete you're standing on next week. I've stood there. I've stood over the grill and grilled in a hundred degree weather. Shout out to Kim who helped us wrap all of those 400 hot dogs. And I was begging for people to cook last year too and ain't nobody helped. So I expect to see some people cooking on the grill this year, okay? And I had, I had a moment of clarity because yeah, I went and served, but I was like, you know, Lord, I just don't feel like nothing changed. And he said something to me. He said, well, because you look at serving as the amount of things you do or how often you do it or what you did, but see, I look at it differently. I look at all this differently. I look at it completely different than what you look at. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about really what happens, really what happens when we come together. And this is what I'm talking about. Let's throw up on the screen. And I want to read this to you. And it says this, serving is not just about what is being given, what you completed, or how often you do it. It's about unity and glory, and making God's love known to all mankind. You see, we look at serving as something that we do, but God looks down and he says, I look at it as unity, and I look at it as glory, and I look at it as a way to spread my love to all mankind, and this is not an opinion that I have. This is a fact I know because I've experienced, but I've also read it in the word, and that's what we're getting ready to do. We are going to read a prayer that Jesus Christ himself prayed over us. See, what happened is Jesus had completed his mission almost. He was getting ready to go to the cross. And he was carrying the weight and the burden of what it meant to serve as Jesus. He was looking back as he turned water into wine and as he called his disciples and he spent time with them and taught them. He was probably reflecting on when he walked on water and he pulled Peter up because he had a lack of faith. He was probably thinking about a time when he fed 5,000 with just a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread. And he was sitting back and he was looking. He was saying, I'm getting ready to die on the cross. And so he prays three prayers. The first prayer he prays is over himself. And the prayer simply states, God, glorify me through what I'm getting ready to go through. I don't know what's about to happen. I know I'm getting ready to go on this cross. I know I'm getting ready to experience great pain. But through all this, glorify me. And we see that because he rose after three days with all power in his hand. 
The second prayer he prays is over his disciples. He says, I'm getting ready to go to the kingdom of heaven with you. But my disciples who I've spent all this time with, who I've prepared, who I'm getting ready to leave them with the message so that they can preach it to the ends of the earth. God, protect them. Cover them in your glory so that the world can know that you sent me. And so he prays the second prayer over his disciples. But he doesn't stop there. He thinks about us today. He knows that there's going to be a time in 2022 when there's going to be a body of believers who at some point have come together and they see all the crazy thing in the world. And maybe they're asking the question, is God even real? And they're seeing all this divide and they're seeing all these crazy things. He says, you know what? I'm going to need to pray for them, too. And so he says a prayer for us. And that's what we're getting ready to read. And this is what Jesus prayed for us, for you and for me right before he went to the cross. We're coming from John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. And here it goes. It starts off like this. My prayer is not for them alone. He's talking about his disciples. I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message. He's talking about us. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe you have sent me. Next verse. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. If you ain't getting excited, I don't know what's wrong with you this morning. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you love me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world and here it goes righteous father though the world does not know you I know you and they know you that you have sent me I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known so that the love somebody scream love the love you have for me may be in them and that myself may be in them I need my inhaler That's a whole lot of unity, glory, and love that Jesus just prayed about. We see three commonalities in this scripture, and it is unity, it is glory, and it is love. Here's why I want to talk about unity. Now, I ain't all the way there yet, so I did all that PowerPoint, and I made this slide really itty-bitty tiny, okay? So I'm going to read it out loud because I know y'all like, what does that say up there? It says unity, our faith in Jesus unifies us with him and with the father. This is the church, a unified front of believers. I know many of us are thinking about the 400 book bags that we're giving out next week, but God doesn't look at the 400 book bags. He looks at the unity. I know about the 400 hot dogs. Y'all are going to wrap up and give out tomorrow, but God's not looking at the hot dogs. He's looking at the unity. Let me tell you something. When we come together as a church, we march in together as a church and when we begin to serve, we may be looking at the physical. We may be looking at the material. We may be looking at the mountains we got to overcome. But God says, that's 
my church and I'm proud of you because you're walking in unity. Let me tell you something. What you're getting ready to complete through serving is all about the unity. I know many of us are sitting here saying, I don't want to grill. It's too darn hot. Man, I don't want to wrap them hot dogs. It's too darn hot. Man, we got to do 400 book bags. I'm excited about that. All these things are going to be great. But remember how God is looking at it. He's looking at it as we're unified. That's what next week is about. That's what it's about when you walk in through the church on Sundays and you're setting up the kids church and you're setting up the welcome table and you're setting up the parking lot cones and you're sitting there and you're serving. It's not about having to be here at 5 a.m. It's not about having to set up and break down. It's not about your schedule. It's about that God looks at you as a unified front. There's many of you in here. God's been pressing your heart about serving and about giving. We look at how much we give. We look at the 10%. We look at all the bills that we have to pay. We look at saying, how do we make space to give finances in the church? How am I going to go serve on Sunday? I work 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. I work a 13 and 14 hour shift. I got to work a double this weekend, but something on the inside of me is telling me to serve, but my physical, I'm tired. I just want to go out and party on Saturday night. And it just doesn't make sense for me to come in and serve at 6 a.m. on Sunday. They really don't need me. There's a whole nother group of people. I'm trying to tell you that ain't the way to look at it. God is saying, I'm looking for people who want to unify. Our giving, we look at the amount, God sees unity. Our serving, we look at our arrival times and dismissal times and God sees unity. The second thing that I want to talk about is the glory. And it says this, glory, next slide, unity Brings us into glory. And God's glory is what's on you. Oh, you didn't know? You didn't know? Our faith unifies us. And because we're unified, God's glory is on your life. That's why some of you, when you walk into your job, they look at you and they're like, why you always got a smile? Why are you always peaceful? How come nothing bothers you around here? How in the world do we have all this turnover and yet you've worked here? It's because of the glory on your life. Oh, you don't know why? Then people are calling you and asking you for help. You think they're calling you to gossip? No, it's the glory on your life. And they need someone to tell them, baby doll, let me tell you about what the word of God says. Let me tell you about the favor on your life. Some people call it the anointing. Some people call it the oil. I'm here to tell you that you got the glory on your life. Oh, you forgot when you wake up and you walk into the streets that the glory's on you? I work for one of the largest school systems in in Texas. And... The other day I was sitting in the office and God says, I want you to start praying for that one, that one, and that one. Immediately, one of them walked up to me and says, man, there's something about you. that This is a senior executive. There's something about you. I knew what it was. I said, listen, I'm happy all this time. I don't take medication. This is just who I am. I literally, I naturally smile every time. I'm just this nice of a person. But I knew what she was talking about. She just sees the glory. It ain't nothing I'm doing. I'm not a much better Christian than y'all. 
Sometimes I slip up and say the wrong thing. Sometimes I have bad days where I don't believe. Some days I'm discouraged. But what I don't forget is I have faith in God. And that faith unifies me. And that unifies putting glory on my life. I know what they see is glory. I just talked to a friend of mine that I haven't seen in three months since I moved. I saw her this morning. I said, tell me, how are things going? Because I saw the smile on her face. She said, you won't believe it. I just put in my two-week notice. I was like, oh, Lord. She says, but let me tell you why. And she begins to tell me how she put in for a job. She asked for a certain amount. They talked to her one time. They brought her in. They had her interview with everybody. Before she could get home, they had an offer on the table. They said, we don't know what it is about you, but we got to have you. We got to have you in our company. See, they looking at the degree. They looking at her track record and all that's valid. But what hit them in the face was that glory. They may be faith people. They may be not. They said, you know what? We think you sold yourself short. We're going to just double what you asked for. Let me try to tell you your glory, your glory. Let me tell you what some of us have just forgotten that we walk with glory. So next week when you're serving it, don't worry about when they pull up. It ain't about you. You think you handing them the book bag is going to change their life. You think you handing them a hot dog is going to change your life. No, they're going to see the glory on you. They're just going to know why am I pulling up to this parking lot? Why do I feel safe? Why does everybody seem like they're they're just in together. This is a, this looks like a unified front. And when they meet you, they're not even going to notice the book bags. They're not even going to notice the school supplies because they're going to see your glory. And they're going to say, I want that. I was high and homeless and got invited to a church like this. God has started putting in my heart that there had to be better. And I walked into a church and they sang and they danced and they greeted me and they loved me. Let me tell you, I looked stoned. I know I did because I was. And as I started going through the day and I walked in and the welcome team hugged me and then I got in the, and I got in the sanctuary and they sang and they danced and then afterwards and all these great things. And, and I, and I, and I heard the preacher preach and I went to the altar call. I didn't know it at the time, but I realized backstage when all that was going on, I said, I got to have that. That's what I've been searching for. I've been in this muck and this mire. But God showed me the glory. That's what I saw on them. And that's what I accepted in my life. You're looking at somebody who dropped out of high school on his scene, uh, as a senior. Six of my friends overdosed, died on drugs. Someone that battled depression and anger and drug addiction for many, many years. And in one day, God took it from me. In one day, God took it from me. In one day, he restored my relationship with my father. And one day, he took the taste out of my mouth for drugs. And one day, he took anger. And I still got a little bit of an anger issue. But, you know, I ain't, I ain't mad at nobody. I just be, I be me. You know what I mean? I just be angry, all right? I be the road rager. Yes, that's me. Probably cussing you out in your rearview mirror. Okay, sorry. I know, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. I know, I'm working on it. But it was the glory. I said, why are they so happy? How are they singing and playing and serving the way that it's the glory? You have it. I'm here to remind you, you have the glory on you. Maybe you haven't given your life to Christ. I'm here to tell you, the glory's waiting for you. You don't have to do nothing except put your faith in him. You don't 
have to scream, jump, and shout. You don't, you don't have to prove yourself worthy. Just prove that you believe in Jesus by putting your faith in him. The last slide is this. Love. God loved the world. God loved Jesus. God loves you. God loves saves. God love saves. That's what they're going to encounter next week. That's what people are going to encounter every Sunday. That's what people are going to encounter when they see you on your job or you go to the cookout. They're going to know that God's love has saved you and it's available for them. There's going to be people next week. They don't care. They don't know nothing about church. They ain't worried about it. They think it's foolishness. But I'm telling you, when we realize that next week and every day and when we serve is about unity and glory and love, I'm telling you, they're going to come on that property and their life is going to change because you simply were in their presence. God's love changes. And people experience God's love through you. And through the church. That is why we should be bringing people. That is why we should be doing life with people that we typically may not do life with. If you look at my box of friends, you're going to be like, that is a confused young man right there. Because none of my friends look the same. None of them sound the same. Some of them are racist. And I mean hardcore racist. Others love God. Others are extremely successful and others are struggling, but I understand my assignment. I'm simply there to just talk about my faith, show them the glory and express to them that when they put their faith in Jesus, it's God's love that's going to change their life. I'm just here to encourage this church. Remember that we're a unified front. I got to say this as we close. We went through a lot. In 2020, with COVID, we saw a shakeup in the church. But here's your prophetic word. God is molding it back tight again. He's molding the church back tight again for that unified front. I want you to know, Story Church, that you guys walk together. That you guys worship together. That you guys give together. I want to remind you that when you wake up in the mornings and maybe you're going to your jobs and maybe you don't know no one on your jobs or whatever your situation is, you're part of a unified front. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Some of you are just kind of sitting still and God has saying there's more for you, more for you. And you don't know what it is. Begin serving. Begin putting your hands on the house of the Lord. Begin setting up that children's church room. Let me tell you something. What you make happen for God's house, he makes happens for your house. I'm telling you, I've been in ministry for over 18 years. I've seen it all. I've done it all. And I'm trying to tell you, when you put your hands on God's house and understand that it's a unified front, he'll do it for your house. Our giving is a unified front. If you're struggling with the tithe, that's beautiful. And let me tell you why. Because something's pressing your heart. Begin giving. 
I know you're looking at the amount and that's between you and God what you do. But he looks at it as my church is unified. Story Church, you're special. You're special. You're different. And you will continue to be special and you will continue to be different. Love that. Embrace that. Run with it. Amen. This is not how I expected the message to go today. But obviously what happened today, there was a move. I just want you to know, man, that this is how we're going to sum it up. This is what it means to serve, to be unified in the church, living in the glory, and making God's love known to all mankind. What it means to serve, to be unified in the church, living in the glory, and making God's love known to all mankind. Pastor Sam asked the question two weeks ago. He stole my message. Every time he asked me to preach, i like, yeah, I'll preach, and i write this stuff down, and then i watch him preach, and he say the same thing. i am be like, I can't come behind you saying the same thing. He said something like, two weeks ago. He said, uh, are you serving with your life? Are you serving in your life? Think about that. That's what that means. That's what serving is. It's your life. Okay? The book bags, that's amazing. Let's fill them up. Let's give them out. It's just the way that we get to show the world the glory. Right? Let's come together unified. Let's make this happen. Amen? I want to ask you to stand to your feet because I want to pray for you and I want to invite Pastor Sam to the stage wherever you may be, sir. And I just want you to stretch your hands. And I'm asking, I'm asking that if God's placed you here to make a commitment to be unified, come on, be unified in your marriage, be unified in your church, come on, be unified. Begin speaking it, come on. The Heavenly Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this pastor. Come on, son. Come on. I thank you. Father, I thank you that you use Pastor Sam, Father God, that he chose to serve with his life and because that he reached out to me two years ago and brought me back in. Father, I pray that as we sit here today, as we learn that serving is just truly about our unity and our glory and your love, Father, I just pray over Story Church right now and every person that's committed to you, Father God, I just speak the glory over their life just like Jesus said, give them the glory so that they can make the world know my name. We thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We appreciate what you're doing in this place. Ah, thank you. Bless the hands and the feet of this church, Father God. Pray that you open up doors, Father pray that you bring in the bodies, bring in the finances, Father God. Bring in the gifts, Lord. Use it in a unique way, Father. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.